Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, we are discussing the big topic of ethics in AI. And we're so fortunate to be joined by Sarah Burnett, who is an industry analyst and non-executive director at Emergence Partners. Sarah, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Great to be here. Sarah, why don't you quickly tell us a little bit about your role and your expertise in this world? So I've been an industry analyst for many years and for the past seven years, I've focused on intelligent automation. Uh, I've done work on assessing technologies and helping companies with best practice for implementing and adopting them, as well as vendors helping them come up with better products and go-to-market strategies. Well, and with that expertise, we're diving into this big topic of ethics and AI. So in recent years, that conversation has been growing and increasing. So why is this so important and why are we discussing it now? Well, I believe it is because AI is becoming such an inherent part of our everyday lives, be it at home or at work. Uh, what we're seeing is people are increasingly using intelligent devices, for example, voice interactions for different apps. Uh, we're seeing our preferences rapidly calculated and displayed for us when we visit e-commerce sites. And of course, at work, intelligent automation is making a difference. So it's really important that we get the ethics of it right. It's the fact that AI makes decisions automatically based on the training and the data that it's been provided with. And you know, those things can go very wrong. And when it, they go wrong, they can make huge impact. We've seen facial recognition systems that don't recognize women and people of color necessarily correctly. In some cases, there may be wrongful arrests even. Um, so the impact and the risks could be big, and we really need to address those. You're right, Sarah. It is a deeply personal topic, even though it's in regard to technology. So let's talk now about the intersection of RPA with AI and the whole business of automation knowledge work. Do you think we should be concerned with ethics when deploying robots, for instance? I think we should be. Uh, first of all, there's a tendency to focus largely on the hard aspects where aspects of business. And I think there's a lot to be a lot more to be considered. I'll come back to that in a minute. But what really is important is the intersection of RPA with AI, as you just mentioned. So if you're if AI makes the wrong decision and RPA then propagates that across multiple systems and across millions of transactions, that could lead to huge risks, reputational damage to organizations, and of course, impacting real lives and people in the process. So it is very important that ethics is considered uh, as part of developments of RPA. Uh, the other thing is that there's a lot big fear of automation replacing people. And I think by taking a human-centric approach, organizations can address some of these fears and actually help people be more productive with RPA, with intelligent automation, rather than replacing them. And that is, I highly recommend that kind of approach. Well, and given the ethical concerns that you've mentioned, why should enterprises adopt intelligent automation software? That's a very good question. It's the huge benefits that they can gain by adopting intelligent automation uh, software. I've been working in this business for about seven years, and I've talked to many enterprises, and I've 
heard them report to me, you know, the kind of returns that they're generating. So we're talking about upward of 30% returns on investment. And you can't really achieve these in many other ways, this level of return on investment. Earlier this year, I did a survey of 177 enterprises, large enterprises across Europe and the US. Uh, This was for Emergence Partners Technology Impact Pulse Survey. And we asked these organisations what their priorities had been in the previous year, in 2020, which was a very difficult year, given the the, the pandemic. And Many of them had invested in intelligent automation and they were extremely happy with the outcomes because they had achieved that magical number of 30% or more success rate in terms of returns. And they were able to, for example, process a backlog of cases and they were able to fill the gap that had been left by the shortage of staff that they were experiencing. And that, of course, benefited the customers because they didn't have to wait very long during the pandemic for those cases to be processed and staff who were those who were working you know were able to work at a more normal rate maybe less pressure on them to do extra work to make up for other staff being absent. Well, you're right. The benefits are clearly there. And luckily, you've got some specific steps that you think enterprises should take to become more ethical in the application of AI and intelligent automation, right? Absolutely. I I mean, the old saying goes, you can't improve what you don't measure. So you need to understand where you're at as an organization. What is the level of ethical technology use across the organization. And that goes for not just the use of it, but any kind of development, any kind of research. So it's really important to do a kind of benchmark, actually see where you're at, what are the risks that you're exposed to. And for all I know, there'll be many organizations that have no idea what risks they are being exposed to because of their the way that they're using technology and not considering the ethical dimensions that go with it. So it's really important to take a look, see where you're at, find the gaps and the risks and plan for how you might address them. Uh, And this could be measures such as having your R&D teams trained, having an ongoing program, in fact, of training R&D teams for ethical practices, understanding bias, understanding uh, the need for good data practices, and so on. And then implementing those steps. You're right. It sounds like it could become a core value for a lot of teams to make sure the ethics are there as they increase the technology. So as we really zoom out and now look at the bigger picture here, do you think that the industry and national government should do more to ensure those ethical applications of technology? Absolutely. I think at the moment there's a woeful unavailability of you know any kind of guidance, any kind of standards. We are seeing governments start to take steps in this direction. So the EU has produced a load of guidance and I think there are more, there's more to come uh, from the EU. But we do also need the industry to start acting and putting together some kind of guidance for its own members. You know, uh, otherwise we might get this sort of the age-old problem of heavy regulation, which might result in uh, problems with innovation and so on. So it needs to be practical, usable guidance and industry and government governments across the world really need to work together on this. Well, we know that the poor ethical practices can lead to AI going wrong. We hear about that quite a bit, but we're going to wrap the podcast up today with 
a lot of ways that can counter these types of issues with the applications that are using AI for good. So in your experience, what are these ways and how do they counter? Well, these are the best kinds of AI applications and I absolutely love them. I have just included a case study in my forthcoming book, which is about AI in business. And the case study is about the use of AI to augment clinicians' decision-making when they're looking at clinical images. So scans of brains, scans of, you know, it can be applied in different areas of medicine. And what I love about it is that it is basically uh, making care equal for everyone, no matter where they live or where they present with their illness, because so much of that depends on whether a specialist is available at the hospital where the patient presents or even what time of day or what day of the week they present. So it's really important that people get good treatment no matter where they fall ill. Um, That's one area. Uh, The other area is the whole business of the environment. You know, I'm seeing AI being used to reduce consumption of energy in heavy industries. There is uh, AI for improving targeting of weeds, for example, in large farms where otherwise everything would be sprayed and that would be with weed killer. And that would, of course, result in a lot of environmental issues, as we all know full well, you know, the kind of problems we're facing now with climate issues. So those are just some examples. And I can't wait for AI to become incredibly useful in social care, looking after the elderly as well. And that is an area that I'm seeing developments as well. Right, Sarah, thank you so much for walking us through the benefits as well, because the challenges and, you know, the negative implications can be tough. But in looking at the benefits, it's clear that they are there. And well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Once again, Sarah Burnett is an industry analyst and non-executive director at Emergence Partners. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. 